Dun, 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 dun. From down and out to down under on the Brink of Reality podcast. Straight ahead. Hey, welcome back to the Brink of Reality podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brinks in the chair. As always, to bring my latest Survivor 43X interview, say with Sammy, and uh, a good one. We chat all about his game, one last gasp, and uh, talk through his game, which was played through the middle. And it's an interesting one in terms of where it came out. And I, I like Sammy as a person, and you hear that in the podcast as well, his game, his strategies, and all that in between. I'll have a bit of a yammer at the end as well to talk to you about uh, the episode where we're at. We are so close to the end now of Survivor 43, which is exciting. Uh, this was probably a better episode than it's been the last couple of weeks. Not that Survivor's bad. Oh, it's like it's still good, but uh, yeah, much. I really enjoyed elements of this episode. So I'll chat about that at the end. But until then, enjoy my chat with Sammy. Everybody's going to be looking at me. Hey Sammy, how you going, man? I've been better, bro. I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, super uh, excited to chat to you. Just to confirm, how old are you, Sammy? I'm 20 now. Okay. Now I am 20, so I am two years off of the glorious 22. Which is, look, someone who's 20 is playing this game the way you did. Full props. Like you played a really fun, enjoyable game. Um, as we'll dig into. Can you take me back to a little bit that we saw last night heading into that tribal council? Like, where did you yeah. feel your position was and, and and were you super confident that you were going to be taken out, hence the shot in the dark? I was toast. I mean, I was totally toast. I knew it was all me. Um, you know, I, I knew that there was absolutely zero chance that the vote was not going to go my way. And um, I knew this because throughout the day, I was able to have a conversation with Gabler and Cody like, yo. If something goes wrong, let me know. If something goes wrong, let me know. They said, oh, we got you, bro. We got you. Don't worry about it. And um, come to find out, you know, my tribal, I'm trying to talk to him. I'm trying to tap Gabler. I'm trying to talk to Cody. Nothing. I'm getting nothing from them. And it got to the point where I was like, uh, dude, what's happening? And I was looking at Gabler, and then Jeff said, same. And I was like, yeah, Jeff, I don't play my shot in the dark, bro. Like, there's – like, there." I have nothing else left. Like I have nothing else left. And so going into tribal, the reason I publicly announced I'm playing my shot in the dark is because I wanted to go out with a bang and I knew I'm, I was, I knew I was in trouble, bro. Yeah. Like I appreciate that as well. I think not enough people do that when they kind of know that they really are on the outs at that point. So I guess like the way that the episode tried to sell it to us is that it was a live tribal but you believe the votes were always going to go to you or do you feel like the dynamic shifted? I think that Car- I, I know for a fact that Carla's vote shifted to me. All the rest were all for me anyways. And so I know that all I avoided by publicly announcing that I'm playing my shot was a 5-2 vote on me in which me and Carla would have voted for Cass and the other five would have voted for me. And so... I knew that by publicly announcing it, I wasn't changing anybody's vote. Um, I didn't even know about Carla's vote until after the fact. My my inkling was that it was going to be 6-1. I mean, I was going to get unanimously voted off, basically. And so, to your point, like you said, for me, listen, man, I, I'm the same way. I see people and I'm like, yo, if you know you're on the bottom, stir a little bit up. Like, make, make some happen. Make a little bit of craziness happen. And 
it was a little fun. You saw the uncomfortability in people's yeah. faces when I started to uh, go on a little tangent. No, I love that. It's it's always enjoyable when you can uh, stir a little chaos at Tribal Council. Um, I mean, talking about Carla there a little bit, so let's come to her. She called your decision uh, like unfortunate, but can you talk about that relationship and I guess those conversations you were having um, post your vote for her and it seemingly that she was open to working with you? Yeah, so Carla and I had a really close relationship for the entire game. Um, she keyed me in on the Dwight vote. She got me in on that. And that was something I really appreciated because that was a turning point for my game to where I felt like I could go forward in a bit of a power position. And, um, you know, with Carla, it was very important for me to make sure that I have her on my side until it wasn't. And let me tell you when it wasn't. Yeah. Um, after we got back from the James vote, I felt like I was in a position to take over the game. And um, that kind of messed with my head a little bit. That kinda, I kind of got in my head a little bit. And, uh, you know, the plan, I obviously proposed the plan to vote out Cassidy. Cassidy won immunity, go for her, whatever. And so then I was faced with Noel or Carla to vote out. Well, voting out Noel was not in my best interest because I thought Noel was an easy person to vote out at the next vote. So I decided to go with Carla. Obviously, it didn't work out. What I was surprised by was how Carla was open to listening to me on day 21 when I was when I had double crossed her and she was listening. The reason I was surprised that she was listening to me was because I was telling her to vote out her number one ally again. I just got her to do it with James and I was telling her to do it again. And I was I, I got her close. But the reason I proposed it, it was founded upon. She was the only person that gave me any hope in this game after we came back from that vote. I knew I was on the bottom. I knew nothing was going to go my way. And she sat with me and she told me, listen, you see her in the episode. She's like, listen, I don't want to cut all ties with you. I want to keep working with you. I want this to, to make this happen. And so I saw my little opening. I, me and Cassidy had talked before about voting for Carla. And so I saw the little crack and I figured, let me just put my hands in and try to open it up wide. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really important thing to do. And it's, it kind of talks about your game holistically, which I really enjoyed, which was playing that middle role and, and going between where you needed to go with the numbers. I think like even coming into the merge, it appeared that you were pretty comfortable in, in a position to get to seven, but then getting from seven to final tribal council, like that's where it really becomes quite challenging. What I respected about your game was that you were playing big that you're either going to go out in the position you did seven or go five potentially win so how did you try and navigate your way through to try and get a winning game, not just a game that makes it to the end yeah i appreciate that and you know it's funny because <laughs> it's like foreshadowing like i say i'm in a few episodes i'm like i'm not playing for seven well i guess i was playing for seven however i was um putting my I was yeah. putting myself <laughs> in a position to where getting to the end of this game meant i left no doubt behind that I played the best game of the remaining players. Um, I think there's something to be said about people that do that. You know what I mean? I don't think that everybody that plays this game, that gets deep in this game, is playing to win this game. I think people get to a certain point and they decide they're going to play to get to the end. And then maybe they can try to win the game or they're going to play to get a little bit further. And then maybe they'll make a big move. But for me, it was like, I have to leave no doubt because I am an outspoken person. I'm loud. It doesn't really help that I, I can't, I can't sit under the radar. I can't do that kind of stuff. And so for me, I felt that it was important for me to establish myself, put myself in a position to where when you're looking at the trail, at the mess that I made, you're like, 
how did he make that mess without us even seeing that he was making it? How did that happen? Yeah. It's interesting, like, even coming back to, like, your different Bach tribe, like, it seems like the the stronger, bigger players are the ones who have systematically been taken up. One of those relationships you had in that tribe was with Gabler. Can you talk a little bit about that connection and how you were feeding him information to early people that trust? Yeah, so Gabler was kind of an outcast from, from the second that we hit the beach. And, um, you know, he was he was taking people off and he wasn't getting on people's good side. And he was starting to kind of micromanage. And I was like, listen, dude, I've got to like, I got to go with something. And, you know, my number one ally was Mariah. And then they voted off Mariah. I did too. You know, I couldn't do anything about it. And then it was like, okay, I could work with Ellie and Janine. Well, I didn't feel equal part in Ellie and Janine's alliance. I felt like I was like a third on that. You never want to feel like a third. So my thing was, hey, let me nurture Gabler a little bit. Let me see if this can work so that we can try to get out these people that are underestimating me. And so, man, I got to tell you, that was, I don't think it was fun for like Ellie or Janine to watch. But it was a lot of fun for me. I was really fun to like to get information to filter it back. <laughs> I felt like a, I felt like a, I felt like a, um, I felt like an FBI agent, bro. Like in a drug trafficking thing. Like I was, I was, I was, I was a sting operation, man. It was, it was so much fun for me, and that really built my relationship with Gabler to the point where it kind of like felt unbreakable. Unfortunately for me, though, I stopped paying attention to him. I stopped giving him the time of day. And that's why he ends up turning on me along with the rest of the group is because Gabler is somebody that needs constant reassurance that he's going to be in the right side of the votes in this game. I didn't, I didn't, I stopped giving him that at a certain point. Yeah. I, it's such a hard one to like manage everyone's emotional needs during the like, duration of the game while also trying to play your own game and put yourself in a position. It's just, it's challenging. I guess you're talking about that maybe as like a mistake. Do you, do you look back as a mis- Like what is the biggest mistake in your game that led you to being taken out at seven? I think it's funny. People say like, oh, I don't have regrets. I don't have it. That's BS, bro, because I don't have a million dollars. So I totally have plenty yeah. of regrets. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, one of those regrets yeah. was that right there. Like I think I played the middle for a very long time and played it well. However, you have to be able to pick uh, and choose your battles and you have to be able to pick people that you want to go to the end of this game with. And for me, that was Gabler and Owen, but I never articulated that to either of them. I never articulated that to myself, really. Like, I I just had the thought that that was a consensus. And when you're playing this game, you need to treat every relationship like it is the most important one that you have. And that's hard. That's easier said than done because some people you click with more than others. Yeah. But for me, my biggest mistake, my biggest regret in this game hands down, was not nurturing intending to all of those relationships that I built because that's that's the benefit of playing in the middle is you do get to build relationships with every single person. But if you're not, that's where it gets tricky is if you're not paying close enough attention to each one, you're going to get sniffed out. Yeah, it's it's such a hard game. That's why it's like, yeah, that's why that's every season so someone different who wins and it comes that's out. That's what makes it so good, yeah. man. That's yeah, what makes it, it makes so it incredible. Hard. Can you talk about your connection with Survivor? How did coming to play Survivor? How did that how did that come to be? Yeah, so I remember I was watching like during the pandemic. Like I was watching the pandemic like everybody else. And uh, I watched Winners at War. And at the end of Winners at War, there's a message, right? Jeff's like, so we're we're, you know, we're doing our 41st season. We don't know what we're gonna do, do this and that, whatever. And he's like, which means you should apply. I'm talking young teenage, like 16, 17, 18, and I was 17 at the time. And I was like, yo, yeah. that's me. Like, that's perfect. That works for me. Like, that's what I am. And so I kind of just put it off. And then I became a pet creator. 
And then when I was a pet cremator, I hated that job. That job totally sucked. Burning dogs and cats is not as fun as it sounds. And I remember going into that one time. I was going into that hospital one time. And it was like freaking Survivor, Hero versus Villains on the TV. And I was like, dude, this is a sign. This is a freaking sign to do this thing, to get out and play this game. And I made a video and it worked out. And I, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Just some um, random ones. What is your favorite type of ice cream? Sammy? Pistachio almond. Easy. Pistachio ice cream. Pistachio ice cream is so easy, right. bro. It's so delicious. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, what have you learned about yourself from playing Survivor? For playing Survivor, listen, man, I have learned that I might look one way, I might sound one way, I might be a little off-putting to some, but, that I, you know, this could sound kind of self-centered, I guess. I, I, I think I have a good way of connecting with people. I do think I have a good way of connecting with people. But, um, you know, most of all, like, I always thought the corny BS was kind of like, I was like, yo, I don't, I don't mess with any of that stuff. But to, be, to tell you the truth, I, I did learn a lot about what I am capable of, uh, about what I can do in my own life. Because if I could scratch and claw in that game where I have nothing, I have nobody I could trust, I have nothing, then I sure as hell can do it in my regular life where I have family support, friend support, and um, your support, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I appreciate that. And uh, you have my support, and I'm excited to see you on the jury. I hope it's, I hope that experience was a lot of fun as well, and we've got a couple of weeks to go. Um, but best of luck with the rest of your Survivor journey. Two more weeks to go on TV. But um, yeah, thanks for playing just a fun game. I love it when people go out there, actually play aggressively and play uh, with heart and, and passion. So yeah, you definitely tick those boxes, which is great, Sammy. So thanks for love yeah, that, being a, a great character, man. Cool outfits too, yeah. The outfits yeah. I got are, I got some fire outfits lined up for this jury, bro. So I hope that, hope that those are impressive to you. All right, that's my chat with Sammy for today. Really appreciate uh, Sammy coming on. It's sometimes hard to maybe hear in the audio playback, but just doing the Zoom with him, he was super energetic and really lovely. So, super appreciate it. And I understand why he did so well in the game and how he was able to navigate the middle uh, through the conversation that I had with him for 15 minutes because he's highly likable, which uh, is, yeah sometimes hard to quantify uh, how someone can do so well but yeah chatting to him today I can see why he made it so far because he's a really nice guy so thank you to Sammy CBS Channel 9 again for setting these ones up we are at the end of the season almost which is crazy to think 43 is almost done but the episode itself really enjoyed it Last Gasp I know this is one that some people love some people hate I love Last Gasp so super excited to see this one back and to see two make it back uh, to get immunity I like that they called it like Gone are the days where we're going to wait another, what, 12 hours for the tide to come back in and them to freeze to death? No. Like, I, I, we have to be realistic with what the show is at this point. So, uh, yeah, I, I heard some people, like, shouting out <laughs> Survivor Palau, like, leave them 10 hours in a poll. Like, that's not going to happen at this point in Survivor if we've just, like, where we're at with our society, with legal reasons. Like, there's a reason Survivor doesn't just give them, uh, <laughs> you know, water that is untreated and other things anymore. Like, we we are past that part. So uh, understand why, but love the challenge. Love the element where we had uh, Cody, who I really enjoyed Cody's character early on the season. And I feel we've kind of got lost a little bit. Maybe the edit hasn't shown him as strongly. 
um, the last little period, but he always pops when he's on screen. Finding the uh, champion's clue, I don't know the official title of it, the champion's clue where he got to pick a person he thought was going to win the challenge. Really smart pick as well. Obviously, Owen, uh, someone who does quite well in challenges, picked him to do well, which he did, did amazing, uh, to to make it through. But I love the, the concept of having someone else have immunity. Obviously, production would not have thought that they would have had two people winning immunity at the end of the challenge. So that does make it a little bit more challenging, I guess when there's seven and you're trying to do that but yeah at a final seven seven is always usually my favorite part of a season i i do agree with sammy's thoughts that it's the time to make a big move uh otherwise i don't know there's just so many different machinations of of alliances that you can have at seven whether it's like a three two two or three four wherever it is like six one as we saw in this situation like it depends where you're at um but obviously someone's on the bottom at, at six and you can either allow yourself to be on the bottom at six and be the next one taken out, not playing the game, or you can play the game now and try and make something happen. And seven, such a like a fulcrum moment moment to to do that. So uh, I don't begrudge Sammy playing. Sammy to me played the game where he was aggressive. He was playing boldly. Was it always smart? No, but much better to go and try to win the game than than have no agency and totally lose it. So there are a couple of players in there now. It's like if they get to the end, are they winning? Unless they're maybe seeing this to each other, probably that's the only case. So I appreciate um, that. But I guess the wrinkle in it was the Carla situation. And it kind of came through in the interview. I'm wondering whether the Jesse plan was for Carla to vote uh, for Cassidy, and that it, we won't, maybe we won't know until I get to chat to Carla. But my vibe coming out of the chat with Jesse, um, sorry, not with Jesse, obviously, I haven't tried just yet, uh, with Sammy today was that Carla heading to tribal council was not part of the other five people's vote, they were all voting for Sammy, and I believe that they, in my interpretation of what he said, that she was going to vote for Cassidy. And that she flipped her vote at Tribal Council and ended up voting for Sammy as well because that's what she thought everyone else was doing. But maybe Jesse's plan was enacted and that she was going to vote for Cassidy. And the hope would have been that Sammy had have gone, she had voted for Cassidy, and then she would be the one on the bottom. So is that just my read of this? I don't know. Let me know at Ryan V. Brink. But uh, yeah, that's my interpretation of what this interview what came out of it so i don't know let me know i'm i'm curious as much as anyone to know uh yeah survivor is such a such a connection to life right like sometimes you just gotta roll the dice lay your game on the line and and hope that you know lay your heart out there be open be raw and say what you want and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it didn't work for sammy he's just taken out of seven but he's still got a really cool game so uh disappointed for him but keen to see his threads through the final tribal council which will be fun so uh if you like this podcast you can go check out the other ones i know they have come out late the last little cycle so go check out uh the last three podcasts which i feel like have come out a little bit out of order noel because of thanksgiving um and james and ryan because of me not pressing a button on my computer so go check those ones out as well uh and let me know at ryan v brink but thank you to everyone who's been so kind and uh joining us during the season chatting about survivor give me some predictions where do we think we're at final six who's going to win this game i have been on the carla train since really early on and i'm still on the carla train she has a really good edit jesse has a great edit as well cass is sliding in there somewhere um owen i feel like has a bigger uphill battle to to fight cody similarly gabler 
might need a minor miracle at this point. I potentially like him as a character. Like I love the throwback and think he's a really great casting choice. And I've really enjoyed elements of him. Um, but he might be needing needing to give gratitude for the next minute to someone else to to win because maybe I don't know how he wins this game. So Eek. it's a challenging uphill battle for him. But have really enjoyed his character and would like to see some more Gabler as well on TV. All right. That's it. Enough waffling. Enough yammering from me. You have heard enough. Uh, I will be back next week to chat to the latest eliminated player. I wasn't sure if it was the finale. Next week doesn't seem to be. So we'll be back next week for a regular and then the final five, which is super exciting. I have to work that one out as well. I think it's my last day of school for the year as well. That's uh, that's going to be fun. All right. Until next time, the community has spoken. I have spoken. I'll chat to you sometime really soon. See ya. Bye. Travis Spoken. Spoken.